0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Good Monday morning. We are back. It is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. And I promise at one point, it really will be Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to happen. It's been about a month since we've all been together. I believe it was March 11th, the last time we were all together. And Jay is had his second child. He's a father again. Z name, close to my heart. I really appreciate him doing that in my honor. Zayn was born. No, of course not. Zane was born last week. Jay will be hopefully be us a little bit uh, later this week. But Key and I are here, and we are back, as uh, Mace said there, so lyrically and so soulfully. It's great to see you again, my friend. We will see Jay soon enough, and it's great to be back with everybody here again. And hopefully, no more interruptions.
2: You know, I, I had to get back. You know, I, for me, it was it was one of those... You know, I was out, well, I don't know, three three weeks or so, but I needed to get back mm-hmm. after the, the passing of my daughter. It was kind of one of those deals where I needed to get back and be around, you know, be around different, like get my mind on something other than my daughter every single day, all day long, because I was driving myself bananas, you know. Um, but getting back here and being able to, talk about sports and, and listen to some of our listeners call in and just, just something different, you know, every single day. Cause otherwise I was sitting around basically just, I don't know, just, just sitting around trying to gather the thoughts of the why's and why here, why there, all of those sorts of things. So for me, it, it is, um, going to be, I, I, I would call it therapy to a degree to be able to, you know, be around people that I, that I like that I enjoy being around every single day. Glad that you are back, Uh, certainly. And if Jay ever gets back, you know him, he, Jay will milk it to the end.
1: (laughs) He's not here to defend himself, but uh, we're going to have Chris Canty join us in our number two. So we'll have a couple of Super Bowl champions bookending me, and it'll be great to have an offensive Super Bowl champion in key and then a defensive Super Bowl stud in Chris Canty join us. I just want to hit you back on the therapeutic aspect of it because I think that's a really big thing that people aren't talking about. A lot of times when you're dealing with uh, something that I dealt with, which I'll talk about in a second, and you're dealing with something that you had to deal with from a grief standpoint, especially because you know, you're know you a public figure. I'm just a guy that's on TV, but there's a million people on TV. When I heard about what happened, one of our bosses called and said, I think you should know this. And then because of the nature of who you are, within an hour, I had people that just listened to the show that have never met you, Jet fans, people that I just know say, hey, please pass along my best to key. And it's one of those things where I sometimes I think about it and I think to myself, it's great to have that outpouring of emotion from me to pass on to you from people that have never met you. But at the same token, you live in a world and you've basically been doing this your entire life where even if you wanted to just privately say, I need a little bit of time, it's tough to do that because you've been living in the public spotlight for so long.
2: No. And, and, and I know that Zubin and it's, you know, when, when I obviously being here on the East coast and my family on the West coast, when I got the news, obviously was gut wrenching. I mean, it was like one of those, even to this day, um, you know, I've never had stomach surgery. So, you know, it's like, but I can feel piece of my stomach gone, Mm. you know, like literally like it's, it's just like hollow and, To have people reach out and, you know, and and send their condolences and and be there for me at a time that's extremely devastating. I appreciate that, whether it was the fans or colleagues or individuals, like you say, I've never, ever met before. Um, But just listening to the show, it was touching and it still is touching this day. It's just You know, it's one of those deals, Zubin, man. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I mean, you never, ever would think in a million years that this would be something that you would have to go through. You're not supposed to ever uh, be a parent and bury your child. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be the other way around. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know she was a, a a wonderful young lady at 25 years old, lived a, a amazing life, full life. I mean, around the world, I was telling somebody at 12, 13, 12 and a half, 13 years old, she was a foreign exchange student. She was fluent in French. Uh, we sent her to France uh, from her school to live with a family to, to learn how to speak French. Uh, and so she was, she was just that type of kid you know at that age Mm -hmm. amazing I mean she's been to more countries than you and I combine I mean it's just you know so when you think about all the good things that she went through in her life that's where I'm at I'm just like you know just think about all the the positive things and so along the way my family uh myself my nephew and the rest of my family we're working on putting a foundation together in her name so that she could help or, or Betty at the foundation could, could reach down and help others that may have fought you know, or be fighting some of the same things that she had to go through in her young age. So, you know, because there's always things out there, man. These it's, it's trap doors, no matter what the situations are, no matter how individuals may think or feel about certain things in life, you always look at your kids as a positive and say to yourself, you know what? If I could ever be like them, if I could ever be that way, um, then I would certainly want to be that way. Because when they're bright, that's something that you've always, you know, wanted to be able to uh, give them a full life, provide for them. That's why we work so hard to do those sort of things. And so one of the things that we've decided as a family to do is, is set up a foundation so we could. Kind of help others that again may be fighting certain certain demons and certain things in their lives that they don't necessarily get the help for, so that they their families don't have to sit and go through what we're going through.
1: So she was a, a light that was bright and a light that you will not allow to dim. Which oh, I think absolutely is not. amazing. And I her legacy gotta, will live I on. I got
2: a tat. I got a Well, you can't see it now because I got my sleeve on, but I got a full uh, portrait tattoo of her on my sleeve and then I'm getting more, you know, this took eight hours. So I wow. <laughs> it was paid for at times, but I'm getting, you know, I'm getting some more tats on my body and stuff like that. But no, absolutely. The light will not go out.
1: So literally and figuratively she'll always be with you.
2: Absolutely. She'll be on that arm. A- absolutely.
1: 100%. Quickly. I would just mention for myself. And it's one of those things where, you know, um, there was a uh, video series put out last year and it was called, and it, it embodied who I am perfectly to a T and to a fault. And it was a funny little thing during the election last year. It was a young kid with all the technology we have. It was a young kid going around interviewing voters and people about what's going on in the country um, in a tan suit with a microphone. And it was called All Gas, No Brakes. And I, had no, I, have nothing, I don't have any tan suits. It wouldn't work with my skin tone. <laughs> but I love the title all gas, no brakes, because that's really what I was for the 42 years that I've been living. And it's not a good thing. Believe me, a lot of times you need to step back. You even told me a couple of times, step back, take a couple days. I'm like, why? You know, this is what we all wanted to do. We got in here to do it. And it's one of those things where literally, um, uh, so I have type two diabetes and every single symptom, um, like it, there's like 10 symptoms. I'm like 10 for 10. <laughs> you don't want to be 10 for 10 uh, in, in this scenario. In sports parlance, you want to be 10 for 10, but not here. It's always the little things. The biggest thing is blurriness. Sometimes Key and I will look up and we're watching sports Center right now and Key will see something on the ticker, like on the bottom line. And be like, oh, Serena dropped a second. Sec-. I can't even see it's Serena on the screen and Key's looking at the bottom line. So my vision was going. I'd lost 40 pounds in the last two years. I actually thought I was just working out. <laughs> I just thought I was just killing it. But apparently um, I was just flushing out everything I was putting in my body. Uh, Key always, you know, Key's drinking green juice and sugar-free Red Bull's the worst thing he drinks. I'm drinking Coke, Mexican Coke, uh, Red Bull's, waters, teas. And Key would be like, you know, just what, what are you doing here? sometimes he just look at the set. So, you know, a symptom is blurriness. A symptom is always going to the bathroom. A symptom is nausea. Uh, sometimes my hand would go numb. Cause I do the show with my, my phone in my left hand. Yeah. So, Hey, what did I do in that game? I can punch it up real quick. So I'm like, all right, if I got my phone in my hand for like four hours, it might get a little numb. And the, and the last one of all, it's funny you say this because of all the things I just said, if I was 72, I'd be worried about all these things, much less 42. But when you have the blurry vision, which I still have actually right now, and you're numb and you've lost a ton of weight, the biggest one that really got me, you would be surprised. Many people said to me, are you all right? I said, I'm fine. He goes, you're not fine. I go, what do you mean? Like, I have no drama. I'm single, no girlfriend, no kids. Like I don't have any of the drama. She's like, no, you're not the same. There's, there's something wrong with you. You're irritable. And that key that got me more upset than losing weight, losing my vision and going numb because I generally believe I'm an amiable person, mm-hmm. but people that I trust, people on the show, people outside of the show were just like, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something going on. If you don't want to tell me, that's okay. I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing here, but everybody else could see that. But it was just that one intangible where I'm like, wait, you don't think I'm as friendly? I think I'd like, I come across, I think is is pretty friendly. I'm like, nah. That concerned me more than all the other physical attributes. But uh, we're fighting our way back, and it'll be it was great. It
2: good to see there's no damn Coca-Colas no, up no. there.
1: There is, just, there is just water and 5,000 fun size Snickers just in case I need, to, I need to sugar rush at some point during the next four hours. So we're going to jump into sports here in just a little bit. We'll jump back in together. Jay's going to join us hopefully later this week, and it officially again will be Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. And as we've said um. Since the show began on August 17th, uh, you're a part of it as well. From the people that had the outpouring of key to the people that just want to see us talk sports and relax, really appreciate it. I wouldn't be remiss if I didn't mention that all guests are are on the uh, Goodyear hotline and were presented by Progressive Insurance. And very last thing, huge thanks to Alan Hahn, Chris Canty, who we're going to see in the next hour, Bart Scott. I mean, Alan and Bart have their own show. They filled in for us. They did a magnificent job. Uh, Seth Greenberg, um, you know, he was there breaking down the most unique tournament since they started holding the big dance in 1939. So for everybody that helped us get to this point, a huge heartfelt thank you from Kimi uh, and everybody else. This is what I do well. I don't do many things well, but they say I can tease decently well. So on the way, everybody knows what the 49ers are going to do with that third overall pick, right? I mean, you saw whose pro day they attended. But Key will tell you why the Niners didn't move up there to draft Mac Jones. They moved up there to draft who? Key will tell you. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and smart speakers everywhere. Just say to your smart speaker, play ESPN Radio. Trey
0: Lance, to me, he's big, he's physical, he's strong. Third and 23 for North Dakota State. He's mobile, extends plays. Lance. Touchdown! this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
3: This show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors. I do. You do. We all do big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful Slash unsportsmanlike today to get ten percent off your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P dot slash unsportsmanlike.
0: must be 21 plus and present in present select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
1: good morning i'm zubin mahenti here with your sports center update hideki matsuyama wins the masters 29 years old it was his 10th masters and he becomes the first japanese male to don the Green Jacket. How great of a run has this been for Japanese athletes? Naomi Osaka, top-ranked tennis player in the world. He just asked me about Shohei Otani and what he's been able to do with the plate and on the mound. And you can add to it Matsuyama. We'll talk to the two-time U.S. Open champion Andy North this morning at 7.15 a.m. Eastern. Crazy finish in baseball last night. Braves-Phillies tied at 6 in the ninth. Didi DeGregorius hits a sack fly. Alec Bohm of the Phillies comes in to try to score. Bang, bang play at the plate with the catcher, Travis Darno. Looks like Bohm's foot does not hit home plate. So they go to a review. The review really sort of indicates he did not hit home plate. However, the umpires refuse to overturn the call, even though the video evidence seemed pretty clear. And Braves pitcher, Drew Smiley, pretty clearly upset.
2: We have five different angles
4: on a national televised game. It's clear that his foot didn't touch the plate, that it was on the chalk. Everyone saw it and sees it. You know, everyone knows it. And for MLB not to overturn that, it's embarrassing. You know, why even have replay if you can won't overturn that?
1: Seemed pretty clear that he did not touch home plate. When asked about it after the game, Bohm simply said, they called me safe. <laughs> So he's saying it without saying it and saying it loud and proud. After being an icon in the city of Nashville with the Tennessee Titans, Eddie George is now the head football coach at Tennessee State University, also located in Nashville, following the footsteps of Deion Sanders, NFL legend, going to an FCS slash HBCU. Neither man had experience, but when they don't have an experience, they have in star power and equity and cachet with players. Eddie George is now a college football coach. SportsCenter brought to you by Indeed. Indeed has this hiring tool called Instant Match, and it really lives up to its name. Just post a sponsored job, and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to immediately deliver the candidates that fit your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash I noticed Key squinting like I am, uh, not for the reason I am, but Key squinting, making sure that at home plate, it definitely kind of looked like, if you're watching, you'll see it on your phone in that Braves-Phillies game, it definitely looked like definitely looked like he did not hit home plate.
2: Well, I I couldn't really tell in that particular angle because his right toe kind of leaned a little bit to the right as the edge of, not his right toe, I'm sorry, his left toe kind of leaned a little bit to the edge of the diamond shape so, if you look, I'm like, right there did it touch the edge, even mm-hmm. though the dirt was there? So, on that angle, I don't know. I mean, it, it, that particular angle, I don't – he said they have five different angles, so – He's safe, as he said.
1: Indeed, it's been a rough weekend for umpires, especially if your name is Ron Kulp. If you're a Mets fan and saw the way the Marlins and the Mets ended last Friday with Michael Conforto, the Blues have all season to get it right, but it's been a tough few days. I don't worry sure.
2: about them, though, no, Zubin. We seven and two, man. I, that's all I care well, about.
1: Well, th- that, that's the Blue you're thinking about. Think you're thinking I don't about I care the Dodgers about think nobody, think nobody. other
2: problems in Major League Baseball. We're seven and two.
1: I will tell you, the
2: Padres are coming fast. Oh, eight and two. Evan pod- told me in my ear. Padres we're eight are eight two.
1: Padres are coming. Nice little rivalry. That's not a rivalry yet, but the pods made some... Big time moves. Speaking of big time moves, it's draft time. Almost here. And it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You just heard the words there of the 2000 NFL Executive of the Year, Randy Mueller. uh, Most notably there with the Saints. He was around the league for many, many years. Let's listen to him in his entirety, making a bold proclamation, which seems to be getting less bold by the day as more and more people are getting on this Zach Wilson train, that Wilson unknown to most college football fans just a year ago, might be more pro-ready than the guy the Jags are definitely going to take with the number one pick.
2: I just think he's further along in a pro scheme of development. He's going to throw people open. He throws a lot of balls that, that I think Trevor Lawrence will be able to throw and physically control in that system of cleansing. He just hasn't been forced to make those. So I just see a little more instinctive, uh, ready to go right now, in in Zach Wilson, but I also think Trevor Lawrence has more upside, like I said, because of the physical skill set.
1: Key, you've said this before. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Just when you think there's a surefire number one pick, and I don't think anybody has any illusions that Urban Meyer and the Jags won't draft Trevor Lawrence, there's always something chipping away. There's always something. There's always something more shiny around the corner, and this might be another example of that. We'll talk about it with our NFL insider, Diana Rossini, coming up in about 10 minutes. Draft insider Matt Miller will join us in our second hour.
2: Yeah, I, you look, Zach Wilson – is a fine quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that, but to think that he's more ready than Trevor Lawrence, or more ready than Justin Fields, or more ready than Trey Lance, or Mac Jones, or any of these other quarterbacks, you just don't know. And I understand Randy Mueller was an executive in the National Football League, and executive of the year, and all that. Yes, that, that that's great. That's his opinion. That's not the opinion of the Jacksonville Jaguars or maybe the opinion of some other executives in the National Football League and other teams. is Zach Wilson, you know, yeah, he looks great in T-shirts and shorts throwing the football. There's no question about it. But when you go back and you break down some of his film at BYU, he certainly has struggled at times. But he's also shown you some stuff where you're like, oh, okay, I like that. I like he, he could certainly make all the throws. But I think Trevor Lawrence can make all the throws as well. Trevor Lawrence is a – longer, kind of bigger statue type quarterback that needs to probably get a little bulkier because, you know, running from guys like Chris Canty and getting sandwiched between a Chris Canty and a Dominican Sioux or a Aaron Donald slamming you on your neck is totally different than college football. And I think that's the only problem that I have depending on what Jacksonville does with Trevor Lawrence in terms of the system that they that they're going to run. A lot of people think that it's going to be similar to what Urban Meyer has done at Ohio state in the past. We don't know. We have no idea what they're going to do. And so I think that's going to depend on a lot about, that's going to show you a lot about what his career could potentially be like. What are they going to do? What are the, what are the jets plans? If in fact, Zach Wilson is their guy, what is Zach Wilson going to do? Are we going to look and see some of the same things that the 49ers did offensively? Will he, or are they going to say, We're going to slow things down for him because he's young. We're going to only allow him to throw X amount of times a game. and We're going to run the football and play defense until he grows into the position. So you don't know that either. And I think when you look at it, the competition level certainly will make individuals scratch their head about what type of quarterback Zach Wilson could be because look at the teams that he's playing up, that he's going against. He's not like playing against stout competition week in and week out. I mean, you, you think about some of the games that he's playing in. It's like, well, okay, they're playing UNLVs and Wyoming. I get mm-hmm. it. But you're looking at his skill set, and you're watching him throwing shorts. And what you try to do from a personnel standpoint is project what he would be within your system, mm-hmm. not necessarily who he's playing against or who he's throwing to. Who's he going to throw to in the National Football League? That's the key. Not the guys that you see him, and I heard Randy Mueller say that he can make all the throws and he throws people open. Well, the defenses he's playing against, anybody can throw them open. In the National Football League, you're going to be going up against all pro guys that are a little bit different. Can you make those same throws against some of these top-notch defensive backs with big defensive linemen bearing down on you? Can you do those things? Because, again, people are wide open in college football you you got a fifth, six-year senior going up against an 18-year-old freshman Mm -hmm. that just came from the prom. Well, (laughs) in the National Football League, you're going to have a grown-ass man with a full beard, with car seats in the back, with kids to feed. It's totally different. No doubt about
1: it. And when you think about it from Zach Wilson's perspective, look, you mentioned it. It's a wide-open game, and you're not just talking about college football in general. That's why BYU has always played. Every quarterback that they have had, Taysom Hill, who doesn't even throw in the NFL, threw for a ton of yards. Robbie Bosco threw for a ton of yards, wasn't a great pro. Steve Young threw for a ton of yards, was a great pro. So you're right. In that system, whether it's Lavelle Edwards or now with Kalani Satake, they have always thrown the ball all over the field. Decades before, everybody else was throwing all over the field. But I will say this, key: If the Jags take, um, Urban Meyer and the Jags take Trevor Lawrence and... No matter how it works out, you're right, he's actually much more fleet of foot than you would think, and he does like Alex Smith and Tim Tebow and all the other guys he's made work. Justin Fields, for the short time, he had him. You think about it, and you say to yourself, if it doesn't work with Trevor Lawrence, oh well. Nobody is going to fault us for taking Trevor Lawrence, but you mentioned something yesterday that's really instructive this morning, which is if the Jets take Zach Wilson and all signs indicate that they will, and it doesn't work out, Joe Douglas could be done before he even begins. No matter what happens with Lawrence, it's impossible well, it's not, to pass on him. But I don't if you take Wilson and it doesn't work,
2: boom. I don't think it's gonna work this year. I don't think it'll work next year. It's gonna take time. But if but if there's no progress being shown over the next couple of years, then clearly, no matter who they take at quarterback, mm-hmm. it could be Zach Wilson, it could be Trey, it could be any of these guys. If it doesn't, if they don't start to show some progress.
1: By when though? Because Sam, we put a
2: real I tight would, deadline I would, on him. I would say by his third year, if you don't start seeing some Josh Allen type traits, you know what I'm saying? Where Josh Allen was kind of like eh, well. So where
1: Daniel Jones is right now, he's entering that third season and it's really make or break for a yeah. lot of people. Yes. Him, his GM. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes. That that sort of first year, whatever. Second year, yeah third year you got to start to like Josh Allen where you start to Brandon being the general manager of Buffalo Bills was smart enough to go get pieces to put around him and you started to see where he was like okay this this may work out for us whatever quarterback it is for the Jets if they don't get that guy in the next 3 years to start to look like it's going to work Baker Mayfield starting to look like okay He's, a, he's going to be a good quarterback in the national football. May not be a Hall of Famer, but we can live with him. And if that's not the case with whoever they take, Zach Wilson and, and whoever else, Joe Douglas' job is certainly going to be on the line. But then again, it is the Jets, so who knows? No
1: doubt about it. We're asking this morning, as the draft creeps closer, April 29th in Cleveland, in-person fans, it's going to feel like the old draft, although last year's draft was uh, once in a lifetime, and hopefully, even though it was a technological marvel, we'll get to see it in its old iterations. We're asking you this morning, we all know the Jags and the Jets are going to take a quarterback. Maybe Atlanta takes a quarterback. Who knows what's going to happen? The 49ers will take one. But at the lower reaches of the draft, who's a team near the bottom of the first round that could use a quarterback and you think might select one? I mean, the Saints are sitting there at 28. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see. I'm just going to scroll through. The Bucks. of course, are at picking at 32. I don't think the
2: Saints, I don't think the Saints would take a quarterback. No? Nah, why would they? What do, what do they need a quarterback in the first round for? Steelers at 24? Steelers could do it. Pittsburgh certainly could do it. I mean, we think about Pittsburgh's roster. What do they have? Duck Mason Rudolph in in Dwayne Haskins in an old Ben. So yeah, they could take one. They could take one at the bottom of the first round.
1: Bears at twenty. We'd love to get your thoughts. Eighty eight, Bears eight to ESPN. Could,
2: Bears could do that in in Andy Dalton there as a bridge bridge player is. Um, yeah, they kept they kept Nick Foles, mm-hmm. so Nick Foles is still there. They, they could certainly do it. Washington
1: football team sitting there at they 19. They could certainly
2: do it with Ryan Fitzpatrick as the bridge guy to help bring the young quarterback along.
1: So we'll take your calls on that. 888 Minnesota yeah. could
2: do it. Yep. Kirk Cousins there for a couple more years. He hasn't panned out. Big money spent on him. But he could also be a bridge guy.
1: We'll take your calls on that. We just rounded up a few. Las Vegas Raiders at 17. I know you're higher on car than most, but, you know. Why would you? There's nothing wrong with Carr. Minnesota at 14, Pats at 15.
2: I don't think New England will do it. I don't think. I think New England's going to do what they want it to do. Damn, what anybody thinks.
1: Interesting. So, well, once again, take your calls. Eight 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 ESPN. 888-729-3776. Just a reminder, we're celebrating the third birthday of ESPN Plus. That's right. It's actually been three years of bringing you hat tricks, three pointers, thirty for thirties, and so much more. I love watching in the crease. You can see it after the night of hockey is done every night, unless you're a Canucks fan, and you're not playing hockey at this particular moment, but if you're a fan of any of the other teams... As soon as the night is done, my man Nabil Kareem, John bucci Barry Melrose, they jump in there and they give you the most extensive hockey highlights you'll think you're watching TSN or CBC north of the border. You can celebrate with us today by streaming your favorite live sports originals, documentaries on ESPN+. And thanks for joining us the past three years, especially all of you that logged on and signed up thanks to the UFC, which is the biggest bargain in sports if you're a MMA fan. And if you don't have ESPN+, Plus yet, it's not too late to join the party. Sign up right now at ESPN plus.com more football talk right now
0: have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two
1: I was just I was just trying to cover for Clowney because I knew he wasn't going to have a good year. I didn't want to bring it up, but <laughs> we're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including, let me uh, just reciprocate the love, right back to our great NFL insider, Diana Roussini, and she joins us this morning. Diana, we've spent a good part of this morning talking about... The 49ers and that third pick. There's so much Mac Jones talk. Key things it could be Trey Lance. But this is the first real mystery of the 2021 NFL draft. What's your intel telling you?
4: Yeah, it's certainly a, a mystery at this point with three weeks out and so much more can happen. We know that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to attend all the pros days of the top quarterbacks here to try to make their final decision. And, you know, our Adam Schefter recently saying that You know, lots of things can change. And we know San Francisco's doing their homework. But if Schefter had a pick right now, or at least if he had the information correct, he believes that, you know, San Francisco would would most likely go with Mac Jones. And a lot of that intel information he's getting, I'm receiving as well. And, you know, Zubin, sometimes you get a little concerned when you're doing this and you hear this early that a team is in on a quarterback like this. Because, guys, we could spend the next hour together debating these quarterbacks and who really is the best fit for each team here. But here's what I can tell you about why San Francisco likes Mac Jones. Uh, his ability to understand this offense, to do the things that Kyle Shanahan likes, play action, RPOs in college, that's essentially what play action is going to be you know, at, at the NFL level. And that's what Kyle loves to do. If they are praising if they are praising the San francisco 49ers, along with other people I've talked to around the league, the intelligence of this quarterback, could you imagine what this playbook could look like, what Kyle could do with a player that has this type of who has this, these football smarts, a playbook that perhaps could, could maybe get a lot thicker, maybe this quarterback could do more of things that Kyle wants to do um, I. I, I it this way Kyle Shanahan while he's still pretty young to do this he's a bit of a maestro and he de- deservingly so he's had so much success with different quarterbacks going back to his days in Washington with Robert Griffin III and Kirk Cousins he really just needs the right instrument to fit the music he's trying to play and, and, and I think Mac Jones is that guy that Kyle Kyle wants to to, to to put some good music together with
2: Diana what are the Falcons going to do it for
4: so, it's, I think this is where the draft starts. I think this is going to be th- where the fireworks are because I can tell you, Atlanta has been. I don't, actually, I don't even need to tell you this, Key. You've seen it on TV. They are at every qu- quarterback pro day, right? So, you don't have to be some great insider to know, okay, well, they're definitely in the business for a quarterback, but they are taking calls from other teams about possibly trading up. So, then the next question becomes. Well, what if Kyle Pitts is there? Because I think it's clear that he is the best player in this draft. Everyone I've spoken to, uh, I can't really get off the phone with him because they just want to keep talking about Kyle Pitts, how great he is. right? So, so let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt that he is that incredible. So what would Atlanta do? Because you could make an argument all three of those are, are, are good options for them. But the sense I'm really getting is that if the quarterback that they want – I don't know specifically who it is just yet. The quarterback they want, if, if he's not there, they're going to be open to trading. That's the sense I'm getting. I'm fortunately able uh, – my assignment for draft night is going to be the Falcons. So uh, I'm really excited to see how much is going to change over the next three weeks because, you know, like it, it, it gets bonkers over the next few days.
2: You know, Diana, as, as I look in the past at the quarterback position and, and guys go high all the time, but they don't change the face of the franchise. Like they, they, they become the face of the franchise. But they don't change the franchise when they go high in the draft. Outside of Eli Manning and Peyton Manning, we haven't seen guys in the top five do so so well, so to speak. How confident do you think the Jags are in Trevor Lawrence as this can't miss prospect?
4: Yeah, and, and we. We talk about this all the time. There is no sure number one overall. There's no way to determine it. There really isn't. But when you talk to enough different football people about players this time of year, Key, I could give you 15 opinions about all these different players. Everyone has an opinion about these guys. And and it actually makes it hard to understand who's really valuable because you have all these different reasons why different coaches and GMs and scouts like these guys. But when you start getting the same type of feedback, observation, confidence in a player like you get with a Trevor Lawrence, you start to believe it, right? Going back to a guy who handled the pressure and the hype in high school, making the jump uh, you know, to the national stage here for the last three years, he's done a great job off the field. He is groomed, or at least has been groomed, to handle this moment. Because a lot of it's that. Can they handle the stage? And and I think looking at it from that perspective, he certainly can. And I had one GM yesterday who I was having a conversation about this with. The the exact same topic. Um, And he said, you know, the comp in my mind is like a Deshaun Watson. That's how reliable of a player this guy is this is how much he can make happen uh you know and anyone I've talked to in Jacksonville over the last two three months it's it's not even debatable they're they're they're, if anything they're more amped up excited to start a fresh page because we know how absolutely terrible the Jacksonville Jaguars have been over the last five six seasons they have been awful and so now here's a chance for them to possibly turn it around
1: Indeed. For the first time in their franchise history, and they've had some ugly history, they'll be picking first overall, and they hope by drafting Lawrence, that's something they won't be doing again for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Diana, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it.
4: So good to talk to you, Key. It is so great to hear your voice as well. I've missed you guys so much. I'm so happy you guys are back.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you. That's the great Diana Russini. And she mentioned Adam Schefter talking about going with Mac Jones. If you want to check that out, just search the 49ers talk podcast. Adam was a guest. Some great information on the way there from Schefter on the way your calls are next. The surprise team near the bottom of the first round that could stun everybody and draft a quarterback. Hit us up. This is the story of the one.